Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for another night before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for this word that you've given to me, and I pray, pray that it will bless your people the way that it was given, the way that you intended, so that your name may get the glory. Use me for your benefit however you see fit on tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me all tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Mark chapter 6, verse 19 through 25. There's Mark chapter 6. Verses 19 through 25 from the NIV. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Harad gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Heronius came in and danced, she pleased Harad and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask the king for? What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once, the girl hurtled in to the king with a request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Again, that's Mark chapter 6, verse 19 through 25, NIV. Now, in Proverbs 18, verse 16, from the New King James Version, the Bible talks about a man's gifts, a man's gift making room for him and bringing him before great men. The same verse in the ERV, the easy-to-read version says, gifts can open many doors and help you meet important people. Gifts can open many doors and help you meet important people. The The other version, the New King James says, the other version says, a man's gifts 
a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men, which is exactly what happened in tonight's foundational text. Herodias' daughter was a dancer. Herodias' daughter was a dancer. Dancing was her gift. Her gift of dance had brought her there in front of the king. The door was open. Room had been made. And the king was pleased. The door was open. Room had been made. And the king was pleased. Verse 23. And he promised her with an oath. Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Now I want you to keep in mind that in the Old Testament, King Xerxes said the same words to Esther, his queen. He said the exact same words to his queen. He said the exact same words to Queen Esther. In Esther chapter 7, verse 2, from the NIV, it reads, And as they were drinking wine on the second day, the queen again asked, the king rather, the king again asked Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. Tonight's foundational text, King Harad was prepared to bless the young lady that danced for him on another level. He was prepared to bless her like she was royalty. The room had been made. The door was open. And what did she do? Verse 24, she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? To which her mother replied, ask for the head of John the Baptist. Ask for the head. Here the king is prepared to bless you in any, bless you in any way that you see fit. And you come back to the king. Just imagine yourself in this story. And you come back to the king. And all you could ask him for is another man's life. Because that's what your mother told you to do. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? To which her mother replied, ask for the head of John the Baptist. And just like that, this young lady who King Harad was was prepared to bless on another level like she was royalty, she messed up. Just like that, she messed up and got her gift involved in a grudge her mother had against John the Baptist. She ended up using her gift at her mother's request to settle a grudge that had nothing to do with her. She ended up using her gift to settle a grudge that had nothing to do with her. Her mother had a grudge against John the Baptist. And if you go back and read this particular story, especially in Matthew 14, it's also featured in Matthew 14. If you read it in Matthew 14, you'll see that she had a grudge against John the Baptist for telling the truth. He was just telling them what the Word of God said said about their relationship and she didn't like it so 
she wanted to get back at him, and she used her daughter's gift. Her daughter allowed her to use her gift to do it. So she ended up using her gift at her mother's request to sell her a grudge that had nothing to do with her. And it up and it ended up being her gift that made a way for John the Baptist be, to be killed. And it ended up being her gift that made a way for John the Baptist to be killed. Sadly, this is the only thing in the Bible, in the whole Bible, this is the only thing this young lady is known for. Mentioned in both tonight's foundational text, Mark 6, and, as I said, Matthew 14. And out of the whole Bible, once again, this is the only thing that she is known for. So I came to prolific fire tonight to tell somebody, beloved, protect your gift. Protect your gift. If God is giving you a gift to dance, to sing, to write, to draw, to design, play music, etc., protect your gift. Don't allow your gift to be associated with grudges like the young lady in tonight's text did. Don't allow your gift to be associated with grudges, with gossip, with lies, with lust, with greed, with sin. Protect your gift, tonight's message. Protect your gift. Don't allow your gift to be tied to something that has that has nothing to do with you. Don't allow your gift to be tied to something that has nothing to do with you. The young lady in tonight's foundational text didn't have a grudge against John the Baptist. She didn't have a grudge against John the Baptist, but because her mother did, John ended up beheaded. His head served up on a platter. So I say to somebody tonight, stay ready. She wasn't ready when her opportunity came, but I'm telling you tonight to stay ready. Always know what it is that you want. If the opportunity were presented to you, she got the opportunity. The king was pleased with her dancing. She got the opportunity. But she didn't even know what she wanted. She didn't even know what to ask the king for. And she thought she was safe by going to her mother and asking her. But really, she wasn't. She messed up everything. So I'm telling you tonight to stay ready. Always know what it is that you want, that you would want, if the opportunity were to present itself. God had given given in tonight. God had given into this young lady's hands tonight the opportunity of a lifetime. But because she was not ready, she ran to her mother and asked her mother what she should ask the king for. She asked the wrong person for advice, although to her, of course, it didn't seem like the wrong person because the person was her mother. But she asked the wrong person for advice. It ended up having a man killed. She ended up asking for the wrong thing. Something so petty as settling a grudge for her mother 
cost this young lady her chance at a better future. Petty and settling in a grudge for her mother cost this young lady a chance at a better future. She traded her opportunity to gain wealth, traded her opportunity to obtain of the half of King Haran's kingdom and leave a legacy in the earth that she could be proud of. She traded her opportunity to gain wealth. Look at what was on the line when she ended up trading for a grudge, to settle a grudge for her mother. It wasn't even her grudge, her mother's grudge against John the Baptist. She traded her opportunity to gain wealth, traded an opportunity to obtain up to half of King Haran's kingdom and leave a legacy in the earth that she could be proud of. Because remember the king, in verse 23, promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. And she traded uh, traded it all, y'all. And she traded it all to get back at John the Baptist for something that wasn't even none of her business. And she traded it all just to get back at John the Baptist for her mother for something that wasn't even none of her business. Beloved, be careful who you take advice from. Beloved, be careful who you take advice from. Not everybody wants to see you make it. Not everybody wants to see you make it. Not everybody wants to see you successful. Not even family. The mother in tonight's foundational text put her own wants ahead of what her daughter needed. The mother in tonight's text put her own wants ahead of what her daughter needed. What real mother does that? What real mother does that? What real mother allows her daughter to mess up an opportunity she's been given just just so that she can settle a grudge? That would be like you telling your daughter when she comes to you for advice to trade in a full all expenses paid scholarship to college. That would be like you telling her when she comes to you for advice to trade in a full all expenses paid scholarship to college and go rob a bank just because you feel that that bank wronged you, stole from you, cheated on you. She traded a better future for herself just to sell a grudge that her mother had against John the Baptist because John the Baptist told her the, told her the truth about the relationship she was in. But she feel like John the Baptist wronged her, wronged her, but she but he didn't. He told her the truth. I tell you, some people just don't need kids, and this was one of them. She didn't need no kids. Not when you're going to use your child, use your child's gift to sell a grudge. Deuteronomy 8, verse 17 through 18 from the NIV. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth so 
confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And one of the ways God has given you to produce wealth is through your gifts. And one of the ways that God has given you to produce wealth is through your gifts. Your gift, your gift is designed to make room where there seems to be no room. Somebody, your gift is designed to make room where there seems to be no room. Open doors that would have otherwise, be, that would have otherwise been closed. That would otherwise be closed. The room has been made. The door is not open. Somebody hear me. The room has been made. The door is not open. But your gift is like an open wound. You must protect it. But your gift is like an open wound. You must protect it. The last thing you want is for your gift. That gift that God that God gave you to become infected. The last thing you want is for that gift that God gave you to become infected. With grudges, infected, especially with other people's grudges, with lies, with gossip, etc., with sin. The gift itself would still work, even if you allowed all of that. The gift itself would still work because Romans 11, verse 29 says, For the gift and calling of God or without repentance. Without repentance means that God won't change his mind about what he has called you to do. If God has called you, that calling is still there, whether or not you have obeyed. The call, the gift, will still be there, and it will still work. The call, the gift, it will still be there, and it will still work, but it won't be, be as pure. It will still be there, but it won't be as pure and effective as it would be had you obeyed and protected your gift. The gift will still be there, and it will still work, but it will not be as pure and effective as it would would have been had you obeyed and protected your gift. Therefore. You must be careful. Beloved, be careful. You must be careful who you associate yourself with when you are carrying a gift that has the potential to be life-changing. You must be careful who you associate yourself with when you are carrying a gift that has the potential to be life-changing. 33 from the NIV. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts. Good character. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Right now, I could think of some people who are Christians. I could think of some people right now who are Christians who they have gifts that I love. But because they have allowed their character to become corrupt, I don't like them. I, I love a gift. But I don't like them because they have allowed their character to become corrupt. Beloved, therefore, watch who you associate associate yourself with because people very well can end up loving your gift. 
but not liking you because of your character, because you have allowed your character to, to become corrupt. Said I can think of a few people right now who are Christians who have allowed this. They have well-known gifts, beautiful gifts, but their character is corrupt. The character of the person is off. In tonight's foundational text, had the young lady thought to get away from her mother after her mother told her to ask for the head of John the Baptist, guess what? John the Baptist would have lived a little longer and her gifts would not have been associated with a grudge and with his death. Instead, she could have been remembered in the Bible as the young lady whose gift pleased the king. She could have been remembered in the Bible as the young lady whose gift pleased the king. As a result of pleasing the king, her gift made room for her open the door for her to create wealth. This is how she could have been remembered. As a result of pleasing the king, her gift made room for her, opened a door for her to create wealth, to have multiple streams of income, opened a door for her to inherit of the half of Herod, King Herod's kingdom, which could have been considered an investment. She could have went from being a dancer to an entrepreneur. She could have went from being a dancer to being an entrepreneur. Do you see how one gift could have turned into so much more? Had she protected her gift as though her life depended on it? Had she protected her her gift as though her life depended on it? She could have went from being a dancer to an entrepreneur. Had she chose not to take her mother's advice and use her gift to sell her a grudge that cost John the Baptist his life. And again, it was a grudge that didn't have nothing to do with her. So in closing, I say to you tonight, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? Protect your gift. Beloved, protect your gift. Father God, help everybody under the sign of my voice to take the gift you have given them more seriously. Help them to take their gift seriously and become more protective of their gift. Help them to see their wealth, their legacy is tied to the gift that you have given them. Help them to see that their wealth, their legacy is tied to the gift that you have given them. And may they always remember remember to advance the kingdom. And may they always remember to advance your kingdom with a portion of what has been given back to them as a harvest. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask also that you find and identify the unsaved and draw them to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes tonight's message for tonight. I want you to know that there will not be a faith on the line this Friday. There will not be a faith on the line this Friday night. 
I want to wish everybody, under the sound of my voice, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I know that we all have much to be thankful for. As Thanksgiving for us is not just one day, but it is indeed a lifestyle. Don't be sad about there being no faith on the line this Friday night because you can always send in your prayer request. Send it in through prolificfire.com. Send it in through prolificfire.com. Spot on the website to send in your prayer request, and I will respond to you via email. And Faith on on the Line will return the next Friday, the following Friday. Then join me back here next Monday night, same nighttime and place, for Prolific Fire. Prolific Fire. Tune in and see what the Lord will say and who he's going to say it through. Now, if you feel led to so, please do so by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire or use the cash app. It's a dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P in Prolific is capital. The F in Fire is capital. Written all together. With all of that being said, everybody, I pray that you got something out of this word tonight. And if you need to, you can always go back and listen to the replay, either through the podcast or come back to blogtalkradio.com slash prolificfire. It will be on demand. You can listen through Twitter or through Facebook as well. Either way, if this message was for you, I pray that you receive it in Jesus' name. I'm out. To God be the glory.